Welcome to the Formula Bone F1 Show's 2022 British Grand Preview Podcast. I'm Jared Borislow, but you can call me J-Bone. Let's get into it, folks. J-Bone! Our first order of business today is getting to know the British Grand Prix and its circuit, the Silverstone Circuit. Now, I'm going to get ahead of the story here and get ahead of all of you and say that I have heard the circuit pronounced both as Silverstone as well as Silverstone, and I'll probably end up saying it both ways this episode because of that, so just be prepared for that, and if you don't like it, I suppose I'll see you in the comments. The British Grand Prix at Silverstone is the true original Formula One race. The Formula One World Championship began in 1950, and the 1950 British Grand Prix, held at Silverstone, was the first race on the first F1 calendar, making it the OG Grand Prix. The British Grand Prix is also one of just two Grand Prix that has been held every single season of Formula One's 72-year existence, with the other one being the Italian Grand Prix. The British Grand Prix has been held at three different circuits since becoming a Formula One event in 1950, it's been held at Aintree Motor Racing Circuit outside Liverpool five times in 1955, 1957, 1959, 1961, and 1962. It's also been held at Brands Hatch outside London 12 times. It actually went back and forth every year between being held at Silverstone and Brands Hatch for 25 straight years from 1963 to 1987. And then it's, of course, been held at Silverstone from 1987 through the present day. I'd like to call attention to one of the Grand Prix I just mentioned, the 1957 British Grand Prix at Aintree. This Grand Prix is notable for a number of different reasons. First off, it featured the first British-built car to ever win a Formula One Grand Prix, which just so happened to be the constructor Van Wall's home Grand Prix in Britain. But not just that. Okay, this British-built car was driven by two different British drivers during the race who won in it at their home Grand Prix and are both listed as official 1957 British Grand Prix race winners. The 1957 British Grand Prix at Aintree is one of three Formula One Grand Prix to ever have two official winning drivers. Van Walls, Sterling Moss, and Tony Brooks, by the way, were the two drivers, uh, both of whom sadly recently passed away within the past few years. And this race was also the last F1 race to ever feature two winning drivers. This is because drivers were de-incentivized to share cars starting at the beginning of the following 1958 F1 season as world championship points were no longer awarded to either driver for shared drives starting in 1958. So what's funny is Sterling Moss and Tony Brooks, the co-winners of that race, they actually shared the points. They just split them right down the middle because that's how it worked back then. Except Sterling Moss actually got the fastest lap point because he's the one who got the fastest lap, even though it was in the same car as Tony Brooks, who did not get the fastest lap point. Kind of wish they brought back shared drives or maybe like had one race a season where, you had, where every team had to share drive. Maybe it was like a 10-car race, and each team had to use both their drivers in that race sharing a car. Please, please use that idea, Formula One. 
It's not even in my podcast notes. I just came up with that right now while talking into the camera, and it might be the best idea I have ever had. I'm like in awe of how good that idea is. One shared drive race a season, 10 cars, each team has both their drivers in one car, and they each go half the race distance. Wow. How freaking cool would that be? Maybe that's a way that we can keep Monaco on the calendar is do something like this, a little like kind of gimmicky situation, less cars, less congestion. Maybe they do smaller cars. I don't know. There could be something there. Just saying. Here are a few fun facts about the Silverstone Circuit. Silverstone Circuit is built on the site of what used to be RAF Silverstone, a Royal Air Force bomber station that operated during and just after World War II. And the racetrack incorporates much of what used to be the airstrips and perimeter road from RAF Silverstone. If you actually look at Silverstone from above, you can still make out two of the three original airstrips inside of the circuit. Seven of Formula One's 10 teams have team headquarters within 60 miles of Silverstone. Those teams being Aston Martin, Mercedes, Red Bull, Alpine, Haas, Williams, and McLaren. And finally, every turn and straight at the Silverstone circuit has a name, but only one of those names is in honor of a past or present driver, the Hamilton Strait, which is the pit straight and was named in honor of Lewis Hamilton after he secured his seventh World Drivers' Championship in 2020. I hope you enjoyed those Silverstone facts. Now, as far as the Silverstone circuit goes, the Silverstone circuit is 5.891 kilometers or 3.66 miles in length, and the British Grand Prix will be contested over the course of 52 laps around it. The circuit features two DRS zones, neither of which... I must point out, is on the pit straight, a unique feature shared only by Yas Marina Circuit in Abu Dhabi on the 2022 F1 calendar. Fun fact for you. Silverstone's Sector 2 is far and away the most famous of its three sectors, and it's easily one of the most famous circuit sectors in all of Formula One. Sector 2 spans from the middle of the Wellington Strait, just before Turn 6 Brooklyn's, all the way to just past Turn 14 Chapel. This sector is so famous because it includes a bunch of legendary high-speed corners. And I mean high-speed corners, okay? These are freaking fast. There's Cops Corner, site of last year's crash between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, and then the flowing Maggots, Beckets, and Chapel sequence, where it literally looks like the cars are magnetically attached to the circuit as they go through it, because it does not seem possible that a car should be able to change direction at such high speeds. Go look up some videos of this sequence. It's crazy. I'm so excited to watch the cars go through Sector 2 on Sunday. And I mean, all race weekend long, but especially Sunday, as always. Sunday's what we're all there for, you know? Qualifying, great. Practice, that's fine. But Sunday, 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 as we say here in America, it's a, it's a monster truck rally thing. Famously monster truck rallies, you know, with uh, Dennis Anderson and Gravedigger. Monster truck, I don't know. It's a thing we do here in America. They just kind of like go through dirt. But they're always held on Sundays 
And that's that's how they advertise them as they go, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I don't know if non-Americans know that, but all the Americans know what I'm talking about. For tire compounds at the 2022 British Grand Prix, Pirelli have opted for the hardest possible compound range, the C1 hards, C2 mediums, and C3 softs. Because of its many high-speed corners, Silverstone is one of the most tire degradation-y circuits in all of F1, so it's not surprising that Pirelli are opting for their hardest range. I should note that cars have been running on the softest possible compounds for the past three races in Canada, Baku, and Monaco, and that this is the same compound range used in Barcelona just before Monaco. Pirelli Motorsport Director Mario Isola had this to say about their tire choice. Quote, The British Grand Prix was where the new show car for the 2022 season was displayed last year to highlight the future direction of the sport that we've embarked on from this season. The latest aerodynamic regulations are designed to allow drivers to follow each other more closely for longer to give more chance of overtaking, as we saw in Canada, while the tires are designed to provide less overheating, more stability, and increased drivability within a wider working window. All these aspects will be tested this weekend on one of the most challenging tracks for tires of the year. End quote. All right, listen up. You hear me talk about bird dog shorts on here all the time, and if you still haven't tried them out yet, you're missing out big time. Bird Dogs makes the best shorts you will ever wear, I promise you. And right now, you can get a free Bird Dogs dad hat with your order when you use code FBONE at checkout on birddogs.com. That's F-B-O-N-E-F-BONE for a free dad hat when you buy the most insanely comfortable leg coverings on planet Earth. I'm wearing Bird Dogs shorts all summer long because you can do anything in them. Wear them while watching Formula One, working out, playing sports, sleeping, opening packs of F1 cards in search of that one-of-one hamchella, and even swimming. Bird Dog shorts are the best because they are so comfortable and because you can get them with built-in underwear that feels better on your skin than the finest silk sheets and is also super breathable, doesn't bunch up like traditional underwear does, and is quick drying. These things have completely replaced my need for swim trunks, by the way, because they double as swim trunks, which has already saved me a bunch of money already, not to mention the amount of laundry I save by my underwear being built into my shorts. I love Bird Dogs, cannot recommend them enough. As far as the free dad hat goes, it gives the wearer a big dad energy, 100% of the time, guaranteed by me. Which, I don't, I, I don't know if I can actually guarantee that, but I guarantee it in theory. Go to birddogs.com right now, enter promo code FBONE, and they'll throw in that free dad hat with your order. You will not want to ever take your bird dogs off, I promise you. There's a link for that deal in the description of this episode. Thank you to Bird Dogs for supporting the Formula Bone F1 show. Next up, here are your storylines to follow. For the 2022 British Grand Prix, let's go. The first storyline, will Max Verstappen get his Silverstone revenge by winning the 2022 British Grand Prix? In case you've been living under my race car bed, you are aware that the most dramatic moment of the 2021 F1 season that did not take place in Abu Dhabi came at the 2021 British Grand Prix when Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen collided at Cops Corner at like 185 miles an hour in the middle of their title fight, sending Max into the barriers with which he made an impact measured at 51 Gs. That's a lot of Gs. Despite being handed a 10-second penalty that Drive to Survive made last for over 30 seconds, 
when they featured it in the show. Lewis came back to win the race in dramatic fashion over Captain Unlucky, Charles Leclerc. This win by Lewis cut his World Drivers' Championship deficit from 33 to just 7 and set up the insane title fight that culminated in that Abu Dhabi chaos. Also, fun fact, the first piece of Formula One content that I ever made was actually a breakdown of that crash. It somehow feels like it was just yesterday and... Also, it feels like an eternity ago. With all that being said, you know Max wants to get his revenge on Silverstone this season with a win to bury last season's result deep in the ground forever, and I cannot wait to see him go for it. The second storyline, how will Mercedes perform at the 2022 British Grand Prix? The Mercedes cars are looking very solid right now. They're coming off back-to-back 3-4 finishes and have the most momentum that they've had since the new regulations were introduced. Not only that, but we're now headed to a circuit that by all accounts should suit Mercedes incredibly well. The Mercedes thrive when running on a smooth track surface like you find at purpose-built racetracks like the Circuit de Barcelona Catalunya, where Lewis, you may remember, had his incredible P19 to P5 recovery drive earlier this season. And Silverstone, being another purpose-built racetrack, features similar track conditions that Mercedes may love. In my opinion, this is the first race all season that a Mercedes car has even a small chance of winning. And while I do think it is, in fact, a small chance, the fact that I'm saying there's a chance at all makes me super excited to watch how the Mercedes perform at Silverstone all weekend long. The final storyline, can McLaren make a return to form at their home Grand Prix? McLaren fans have been straight up not having a good time these days. The team was just pointsless in Canada, and then before that only battled itself in Baku and route to a disappointing 8-9 finish, And you know things aren't looking good for McLaren right now because even that 8-9 finish was kind of seen as a positive to some McLaren fans as it marked just their second double points Grand Prix finish of the season. Not what Zach Brown and gang were looking for or are looking for. The British Grand Prix is, of course, McLaren's home Grand Prix, and they will want to perform well there in front of their home fans Except, I have a feeling, I got a feeling, Uh, and that feeling is that McLaren might not have a great time at Silverstone. The McLaren car has high drag relative to the field, and Silverstone is a high-speed circuit where drag is your mortal enemy. So good luck, McLaren. I think you may need it. And one additional storyline surrounding F1 in general Since we last spoke, there have been two high-profile incidents of racist language being used in the F1 world by way of now former Red Bull junior team member Yuri Vips, as well as by three-time F1 world champion Nelson Piquet. Responding specifically to the latter, Lewis Hamilton said it best when he said in Portuguese what translates to, let's focus on changing the mindset. There's no place for this kind of language in F1 or anywhere else, regardless of whether or not there is racist intent or belief behind it. It's just simply gotta go. So 
So let's focus on changing the mindset so we can eliminate this kind of language and create a more inclusive sport and world. Next up, here are my three bona fide race predictions for the 2022 British Grand Prix that I'm about to go three, four, three on. Bonafide prediction number one, Charles Leclerc will win the 2022 British Grand Prix from pole position. Charles Leclerc is 2022's qualifying king, having taken pole position at two-thirds of this season's races thus far. Just a wild run of qualifying for Leclerc. As far as race pace goes, the Ferrari car should perform better than the Red Bull through Silverstone's various high-speed and medium-speed corners due to its superior downforce and traction under braking, plus Leclerc's power unit is nice and fresh and fast as we saw in Canada, so I like Leclerc to win at Silverstone from pole position. Bonafide prediction number two. Ferrari will occupy two spots on the podium at the British Grand Prix. I like Ferrari to have a double podium at Silverstone, which would be their first one since Miami. I am definitely worried about that Red Bull straight line speed in terms of this prediction hitting, but I think Silverstone suits the Ferrari car slightly better than the Red Bull car, as it should be superior enough through the corners to make up for that straight line deficit that there definitely is because the Red Bull in a straight line is a freaking rocket ship. And bona fide prediction number three. This will be the race where George Russell's top five streak ends. George Russell is the only F1 driver to finish in the top five of every single Grand Prix thus far this season. But I think that that streak ends at Silverstone. And guess what, folks? I think... It'll be his Mercedes teammate, Lewis Hamilton, who ends the streak by finishing P5 with George Russell finishing P6. Drama. How dramatic would that be? That'd be wild. I would love it. I live for this. Those were J-Bone's Bonafide Race Predictions. Now, I want to hear your Bonafide race predictions, let me see them in the YouTube comments section of this podcast, or you can tweet them at me at Formula Bone if you're listening to the Formula Bone F1 show instead of watching it on YouTube. Finally here today, I'm going to now give my bonafide pre-race weekend predictions for the top five finishers in Sunday's British Grand Prix with zero reasoning or explanation. P5, Lewis Hamilton. P4, Checo Perez. P3, Carlos Sainz. P2, Max Verstappen. P1, Charles Leclerc. And I kind of already gave you a bonus one, P6, I said George Russell, so that too. If I get that top six correct, I don't know what, I don't know what, I, I don't have a good thing to happen. I'll, 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 uh, I'll do something. If I get that top six correct, I will send a free piece of Formula Bone merch available at bolandmedia.com slash shop. That's B-O-L-E-N-M-E-D-I-A dot com slash shop to three different listeners. If I get that top six correct. A hat and a shirt to three different listeners. Book it, baby. That's it. 
For today's episode of the Formula Bone F1 show, if you enjoyed the show and want to help me out, I'd really appreciate it if you could toss me a comment, like, subscription, rating, review, or any other form of engagement on whatever platform you're on right now, so that said platform and its algorithm like J-Bone more. I respond to pretty much every YouTube comment on my podcasts, and if you don't believe me, try it out right now. For real, right now. Try it out. I dare you. Speaking of YouTube, if you join the Noti gang by ringing that bell and turning on all Formula Bone YouTube notifications, I will love you forever. Also, if you watch HBO's TV show Westworld that just came back for season four this past weekend, then you need to check out my Westworld podcast called Freeze All Motor Functions, available wherever you're currently watching or listening to this podcast right now. We just released our season four, episode one recap of Westworld to help you process that season four premiere. My two co-hosts and I, Ross and Serena, we have a ton of laughs and a ton of fun while trying to understand this crazy, complex, and fun show. And we've got an awesome community of listeners who all team up with us to try and figure out what's going on together. So check out Freeze All Motor Functions right now and join in on the fun. For Formula One updates between now and my British Grand Prix recap podcast, you can join the Formula Bone Discord server via the invite link that I've placed in the description of this episode. You can also follow me on all social media at Formula Bone and at my real name, at Jared Borislow. That's J-A-R-E-D-B-O-R-I-S-L-O-W. Until next time, folks, J-Bone!